Hello and welcome to the Idaho Reports podcast for February 1st, 2023. I'm Logan Finney. Joining me today is Mark Champel, Administrator for the Division of Veteran Services. Thanks for joining us, Mark. Thank you for having me. To start off here, for those who might not know, can you tell me about the Division of Veteran Services and what you do and how you're different from the federal VA? Yeah, so uh, the Idaho Division of Veteran Services is a, is a state organization, and, and this organization was de, um, established specifically to take care of Idaho veterans. So what that means is, is we offer kind of five main services to our Idaho veterans. Um, number one, we have uh, state veteran skilled nursing homes across the state. Uh, we currently have them in Pocatello, Lewiston, uh, Boise, um, and our newest one is in uh, Post Falls. Um, again, skilled nursing home, 24-7 care for those veterans that reach that, that, that critical need in their lives, and we take care of them there. The other services that we have is we have two state veteran cemeteries where we intern uh, our veterans who've served honorably. Um, and again, those are in Blackfoot and Boise. Uh, we also have the Office of Veterans Advocacy, and, and those offices are across the state, and those have service officers that are specifically there to help veterans apply for and get the benefits that they've earned through their military service with the federal VA. So they represent those vet veterans, they, they put in all the paperwork, um, they track their cases uh, until they're complete. If they need to go to a board um, to fight for those uh, benefits, they do that as well. Uh, and again, top-notch folks there across the state that help our veterans. And those services are all free. Everything we do is free. Um, the state homes, there are a, a cost there, um, but it depends on um, your level of either disability uh, or your service rating from the VA. Sure. Generally, statewide, how many people do you serve uh, across the, the homes and helping people get federal services? What's kind of your, your user base look like? Well, there's roughly 140,000 veterans in Idaho, um, and typically the services that we offer or the, the programs that we are involved in, we, we can touch just about every single one of those veterans with something that we offer or can help with. Um, so I always say 140,000 veterans because that's our goal is to help any veterans that are in the state of Idaho with whatever they might need. Even if it's a program that we don't specifically offer, again, we're tied into all the veteran service organizations across the state and we can connect them to one of those organizations that can help them. And you were before JFAC this week giving your uh, division's budget presentation and you talked about the challenges that you have faced during the pandemic. Um, can you tell me about those challenges and what you were asking the lawmakers about? Yeah, I, I think the, 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 the two biggest challenges that we face is kind of coming out of the pandemic are, number one, you know, our skilled nursing homes require nurses uh, to work in those homes and take care of those veterans that are there. And we're having significant problems finding those nurses and hiring those nurses, um, especially through COVID. Um, there's a number of things that didn't help us out. Number one, uh, a lot of nurses uh, left the career field. Um, and so you have less nurses. So we end up competing with all the hospitals and everybody else for the same limited resource in terms of those nurses. Um, and so we've had to raise the wages that we pay those nurses significantly, um, which adds to the costs that we bear. Um, and then COVID itself and inflation has really raised the costs of everything that we do. Um, and that has also made a significant impact on our overall budget and our ability to, again, continue to offer these services to our veterans. So what I've been asking legislators for are, are help 
with some of the programs that we've come up with to try and attract nurses to our state homes, um, tuition reimbursement, uh, increased wages, flexible hours, um, and then we're also exploring other options in terms of our hard and high cost living areas like Boise and Coeur d'Alene, um, some type of childcare or housing subsidy that we might be able to offer. Um, those are still kind of in the early stages of us trying to work through and they're a little bit more complicated, but we're trying to do anything that we can to kind of set ourselves apart and, and to get those skilled nursing staff that we need. In terms of increased costs, basically what ends up happening is we just end up bearing that additional cost. Um, and we do it with cash reserves that we have, but those won't last forever. And at some point, we'll probably have to ask for additional support from the state um, if costs don't go down at some point. Sure. As you're talking with lawmakers, discussing these ideas for support programs for staff, whether it be childcare or help with housing, what sort of reactions are you getting? I think positive for the most part. Um, I think within the state, it, it's difficult. It's it always, you know, a lot of things boil down to money, right? Like, how do we pay for that? How do we pay for it sustain-wise? And then how do we find those types of resources in those areas that we might need those? There is some precedence set for some of those things, specifically like with seasonal firefighters um, in terms of temporary housing and that kind of stuff. So the state has some, um, some background in providing those things. Um, but we have to figure out how we might actually shift that to like skilled nursing care. Um, and obviously if we need to adjust any uh, Idaho statutes to, to allow us to do that or not. So again, we expect to kind of keep working that over the next couple of years to try and uh, bring that into fruition. Sure. Are there more things aside from money and benefits that the state could do to, and not just for employees, but generally speaking, is there more that the state could be doing to help you and your department provide these services? No, I actually think we, uh, we, we get great support from the state, uh, particularly Governor Lill. Um, you know, he's been very, very, uh, very strong advocate for our programs and, and what we're trying to do. Um, we are, um, you know, one of the things that we asked for and were, were provided were, we asked for significant funding, so $75 million so that we could actually redo our current three veterans' homes. So in Boise, Lewiston, and Pocatello, completely rebuild those homes into single bed, single bath facilities, which is what our Post Falls home is, our newest one. Um, really to, again, provide the best level of care, comfort to our veterans that are living in those homes. Because right now, currently, they have to share bedrooms and share bathrooms. Yeah, could you tell me a little bit more about that, about the existing facilities and sure. the, the plan to replace them? So again, our, our current facilities that are currently open, um, taking the Post Falls one out, because it's brand new and we just finished it, and it is single bed and single bath, you know, our current facilities are shared bedrooms, shared bathrooms. So typically you have two veterans in a room and then two sets of room connect to the same bathroom. So you got four individuals sharing the same bathroom. It's okay. Sounds like a college dorm situation. Yeah, it's, it's totally. <laughs> um, but that's not what we really want to offer them. Uh, we really want to offer them their own space, their own bathroom, um, allow them that, that quality of life that, you know, they were used to as adults. Um, and we want to provide that. Um, in order for us to retrofit our current facilities, it's, it's honestly very expensive. Um, but again, part of Governor Little's leading Idaho uh, program from last year was he granted us $75 million, which is the state matching funds that we need um, to combine it through a federal VA grant to redo those homes. So the federal VA pays 65% of the cost to retrofit those homes 
and the state has to come up with the 35%. But with the 75 billion that the governor gave us last year, we have that 75 or that that 35% match. Mm -hmm. So we can we're now in the stages of planning those those uh, um, retrofits. Uh, in the case of our Boise home, we're actually going to completely rebuild a brand new facility. So that'll be demolished and yeah. reconstructed. Yeah. It'll be done in phases. So we'll actually build the new one around the current existing facility. Because um, again, we don't want to displace any veterans that we're currently caring for. Um, so we'll build it around the, the existing facility. When it's done, we'll move them all into the new one and then tear the old one down. Um, in, in Lewiston and Pocatello, those will actually be um, a refurbished facilities. So we're not tearing those buildings down. We're just going to rebuild, uh, add to them, and then refurbish the insides uh, and to that single bed, single bath. What's the timeline on these projects? So the Boise one will be the first one that we do, um, and we anticipate that we will hopefully be able to start construction uh, around the fall of 2024. And again, it depends on the federal funding that we need to get as well. But that's when we anticipate construction to start there. Construction will take roughly two and a half years for the new Boise home. And then simultaneously, we'll get started on Lewiston and Pocatello. But overall, it'll probably take about five to six years from start to finish, from now to finish to get them all refurbished. Sure. One last question for you. If all of your current needs were met, if all the nursing shortages were taken care of, if you were fully staffed up, in a perfect world, what's the one extra thing that you wish you could offer Idaho veterans? Um, you know, we're, we're already tackling that. Uh, we've significantly expanded our outreach um, that we do for veterans in Idaho. And again, part of that outreach was building this coalition of other veteran service organizations across the state. There's a lot of great veteran service organizations that want to do good. The problem is they lacked the cohesiveness to like make sure that their resources they have go to those veterans and those families that are in need. So one of the things we've done a lot of is really bring all those groups together. And now we're kind of a hub, if you will. So that when there's a veteran or a family member of a veteran that, that is in need, typically if we find out, we can turn around and get them that support in less than 24 hours. So I would say there really isn't anything. We've, we've tackled the things that I think are were, were kind of holes within the services we could provide, and now we're leveraging and, and synergizing with other veteran organizations to make sure that we can do that. And we'll continue to expand that. So we're, we're actually really happy with where things are going and really excited about um, continuing to develop that. Excellent. Mark Chample, Administrator with the Idaho Division of Veteran Services, thanks for your time this week. Thank you for having me. Presentation of Idaho Reports on Idaho Public Television is made possible through the generous support of the Laura Moore Cunningham Foundation, committed to fulfilling the Moore and Bettis family legacy of building the great state of Idaho. By the Friends of Idaho Public Television and by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Hi, I'm Marcia Franklin, the producer and host of Dialogue. For more than 25 years, we've been bringing you conversations that matter. More than 150 of those conversations are with writers, and now you can take them with you wherever you go, while you're walking, around the house, or in the car. Just search for Dialogue with Marsha Franklin on Apple Podcasts and other podcast platforms, and remember to subscribe so that new shows download automatically. Enjoy.